It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I cannot continue my primary objective of proving that the Christian worldview is true without first alerting you of a danger to our nation and to the Christian church. That danger is what is called critical race theory, or CRT for short. This theory is rooted in communism and is currently marching almost unchallenged across our nation. I know of no communist regime that has not been repressive toward its citizenry and the destroyer of their freedoms, a rapist of justice, a perjurer of truth, and a corrupter of morality. Think of the 18 million lives destroyed in Stalin's Russia, the perhaps 100 million in Mao Zedong's China, the countless lives lost in Pol Pot's killing fields in Cambodia, much less those of Castro's Cuban regime. CRT has been on the scene for some time, primarily limited to academia, working in the shadows mostly, and on the radar of very few. However, Few events over the last two years have propelled CRT into the limelight and the national conversation. It all changed when the Southern Baptist Convention, the nation's largest Protestant denomination, adopted CRT as an analytical tool. This has caused an uproar, awakening many unsuspecting Christians to this new ideology creeping into the church. In September 2020, President Trump issued an executive order rejecting CRT in government institutions, only to have it revoked by President Biden. Recently, Governor DeSantis explicitly excluded CRT from Florida's civics education curriculum saying, let me be clear, there is no room in our classrooms for things like the critical race theory. The origins of CRT can be traced back to the 19th century German philosopher Karl Marx. In 1934, a Jewish Marxist named Georg Lucas fled Nazi Germany along with some of his colleagues who brought their Frankfurt School, a Marxist research institute, with them to Columbia University in the U.S. There, the critical theory, abbreviated CT, was welcomed and developed and eventually parented the critical race theory. 
Meek Addison, co-host of a radio program of the American Family Association, says this about CRT. We don't have to work hard to link CRT to its paternity, CT, nor do we need to exaggerate its original intent. All we have to do is to review what leaders of the philosophy said and wrote while defining the movement. Developed in 1989, CRT is a legal framework that claims America's legal system is inescapably and irredeemably racist. One of the early proponents of the new Marxism, Italian Marxist Antonio Gramsci, while imprisoned under Mussolini from 1929 to 1935, wrote that any country grounded in Judeo-Christian values cannot be overthrown until its Christian roots are cut. He admitted that to cut the roots, to change culture, a long march through the institutions is necessary. Gramsci went on to write, Socialism is precisely the religion that must overwhelm Christianity. In the new order, socialism will, in, will triumph by first capturing the culture by infiltration of schools, universities, churches, and the media by transforming the consciousness of society. The Democratic Party in the U.S. is now dominated by socialism. Since the goal of socialism is communism, we can expect that to be the direction of the Democratic Party will continue heading toward. The media, the universities, and the entertainment industry have all bought into socialist ideas. Postmodernism has its origins in Marxism. Everywhere we turn, truth is being denied, ambiguity affirmed, certainty vilified, and open opposition to the biblical worldview. Gone are the days when the truths of the Bible were assumed and men held accountable to them. Today, Christianity is seen as a threat to freedom. Schools view the idea of creation as a dangerous myth. Judges view the biblical view of sodomy as a hate crime. And Child Protective Services has at times listed regular church attendance as indicative of abusive parenting. Nearly 100 years later, the long march that Gramsci hoped for is almost complete. If you want to know more about critical race theory, consult the article by Matthew White in the June 2021 issue of American Family Association Journal. Now back to continuing toward my objective of showing Christianity is true. In the last episode, we have been discussing relativism, especially relativity of truth. Relativism is the belief that what can be known, especially about moral issues and matters of truth, is dependent upon one's personal views or the collective beliefs of one's culture. 
It is a theory that is in direct opposition to the concept of absolute truth claims. An absolute is something that is true for everyone, everywhere, at every time, and is not subject to change. Examples of moral absolutes are that murder and stealing are wrong. They have always been wrong and always will be wrong. Relativism occurs in at least three basic types. Subjective relativism, conventional relativism, and cultural relativism. Subjective relativism and conventional relativism are directly related to value judgments made by individuals about moral and truth issues. The third view, cultural relativism, is more anthropological in nature. Subjective relativism asserts that what is right and wrong and what is true are subject to individual interpretation. Conventional relativism rejects subjective relativism and teaches that a person should submit his will to that of the culture. Cultural relativism is the belief derived from the perspective that because morality differs from culture to culture, absolutely no moral absolutes can exist. Seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? Certainly it implies that cultural relativism is self-defeating. Relativism's rise has caught many Christians by surprise. Even though by 1991, 30 years ago, the Barna Research Group found 66% of American adults didn't believe that absolute truth exists. Specifically, they agreed there is no such thing as absolute Two people could define truth in totally conflicting ways, but both could still be correct. Even more disturbing about Barna's findings was that 53% of born-again Christians maintained this relativistic view. When polled again in 1994, 72% of American adults affirmed some kind of relativism. Tony Campalo's book, A Reasonable Faith, lists four essential traits of secular humanism, contingency, autonomy, relativity, and temporality. Relativity here refers to relativity of morals. Everyone does what is right in his own eyes, Judges 21, verse 25. We hear relativity of truth expressed this way. That may be true for you, but not for me. Truth, then, is subject to individual interpretation and experience. In subjectivism, the concept of truth thus becomes so nebulous that when a person holds something as true, it really has very little meaning at all. Such a view leads one to become very skeptical about truth claims of any kind and taken to its logical conclusion leads 
to nihilism. However, it can be argued that very few people take it to its logical conclusion. It simply becomes a pragmatic approach to living life as non-confrontational and as guilt-free as possible. Thus, when a person gives an opinion and a counter-opinion is offered, both views tend to be granted for each. To critique the subjective relativist's viewpoint, one only needs to begin with their central assumption, namely that absolutes do not exist. To say that is to claim implicitly that there is at least one absolute that absolutes absolutely do not exist. So this view is self-defeating. I've said there are two ways for a proposition to be true. It can be subjectively true, or it can be objectively true. If I say, I like blueberries on my cereal, I've said something true, because this statement accurately reflects my personal tastes. But notice I have not made a claim about the container of blueberries sitting on my dining table. Rather, I have said something about myself, the subject of my statement. So I'm stating a subjective truth about my taste for fruit on my cereal. Subjective truths are based on internal preferences and can change according to our whims. On the other hand, if I say the sum of 2 plus 2 is 4, I'm making a different sort of claim than stating my subjective taste. I now am stating a belief that I hold about an external objective truth, and it can be confirmed by appealing to the authority of mathematics. Objective truths are realities in the external world that we discover not invent, and cannot be changed by our internal feelings. Objective truths are what they are, regardless of how we feel about them. Let me summarize. I gave a warning about critical race theory, or CRT. It has its roots in communism. CRT is a legal framework that claims America's legal system is inescapably and irredeemably racist. There are three types of relativism, subjective, conventional, and cultural relativism. Subjective relativism asserts that what is wrong or right and what is true are subject to individual interpretation. Conventional relativism rejects that claim and teaches instead that each person submit his will to that of the culture. Cultural relativism says no moral absolutes can exist. Moral relativity is expressed as everyone does what is right in his own eyes. Relativity of truth is expressed as that may be true for you, but not for me. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. 
If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.